there. Welcome to the Authors and Audiences podcast. I'm Caroline Leach. I'm a Scottish Texan and a young adult novelist, and I also coach authors and illustrators to present themselves and their books in public with confidence and professionalism, so that they can not only connect with readers and sell more books, but so they can impress their publishers and sell more books. Most of all, I want every author and illustrator to feel so well prepared to talk about themselves and their books that they can go into any public setting, whether online or in person, feeling excitement, not fear. On Authors and Audiences, my amazing guests and I will share with you our top presentation tips and key promotion strategies to help you feel really powerful, whether you're talking to one person or to a thousand. And we'll also talk about how you can find or create those speaking opportunities too. So wherever you are on your publishing path and whatever sort of books you create, Authors and Audiences is for you. I'm so delighted to have you here with me because somehow we've reached December 2022. And to be honest, I'm not exactly sure how that happened. Wasn't it the beginning of October, just a couple of days ago? Well, I suppose time does fly when you're having fun. And I have been having a huge load of fun creating and producing this podcast for you, getting to talk to old friends and meet new ones week by week. And suddenly, I have 17 episodes in the bag. Okay, eagle-eyed listeners, or maybe eagle-eared listeners, You're right, there are only 16 episodes available for download right now, but I promise that missing episode 13, unlucky 13, will be slotted into the gap very soon. It's a long story as to why it's missing, and I won't bore you with that just now. Today, with the holidays right on top of us, I won't be interviewing another author or bookseller. Instead, I'm going to talk to you a little about how you, as a writer, or an author, or an illustrator, can not only survive the holidays, but I'm going to give you five great tips so that you can usefully make the most of the holidays so you're ready to go in 2023 with a whole load of tools in your presentation toolbox. But before I talk to you about the holidays, let me give you an update about authors and audiences. First off, I have really exciting news. Today's episode will take us over 500 downloads in the first nine weeks since the beginning of season one. I'm absolutely thrilled that so many people have been listening over the last few weeks, and in particular, that so many have already subscribed to get each episode automatically into their podcast queue. So if you haven't yet subscribed, why not go now to the Authors and Audiences page on your favourite podcast provider's webpage or app and click on the subscribe button or follow button, or the plus sign, depending on where you're listening. And while you're there, don't suppose you'd take a moment to give me a positive rating and review. Five stars would be great. That allows the algorithm to help more authors find the show. I also wanted to let you know about my plans for authors and audiences as we head into 2023. I'm going to be Opening the new year on January 4th by interviewing an incredibly inspiring business analyst and systems coach. And we're going to be talking about how setting yourself goals for the year ahead can bring about a significant increase in your productivity and also in your creativity. And it will make balancing your writing life that little bit easier. 
In the second half of January, I'm going to be talking about all things to do with school visits, because for children's and young adult authors particularly, though not exclusively, school visits can not only help them promote their books directly to, let's say, a captive audience, but it can also be a vital extra revenue stream. So I'll be talking to some people who really know what they're talking about, to authors who between them do several hundred school visits every year, and also the gatekeepers of these visits, a teacher, a school librarian, and an indie bookseller, about what authors and illustrators can do to help them make it all happen. February is, of course, Black History Month, and I'm already working on some exciting episodes for that month and some really great guests. And then I'll be rounding off season one in March with episodes to celebrate International Women's Day, World Poetry Day and World Storytelling Day. By that time, I think we'll all be ready for a short break, but I will be back for the second season after only a couple of weeks and I'm bringing even more to tempt you, I promise. However, I am going to make a few small changes to the format in the new year. Fun though it is to record, edit and promote two episodes every week, that schedule makes for, of course, double the work of one episode. So, to let me free up some time for my coaching clients, my writing projects and for some much needed sleep, I'm going to experiment for a few episodes anyway by bringing the Q&A back into the main interview episode. There will be occasionally a second episode in a week during a group of themed shows, say, and I'll make sure you know when to expect those extras to appear in your queue. I hope all that whets your appetite for more authors and audiences shows, and so that you and I can share all that wonderful stuff with even more people. Would you think about who else might enjoy the interviews that I do and the tips that I lay out? Please share a link to the show with them, or on your social media. That would be wonderful, and I'd be so grateful. So, now to the big stuff. I'm going to share with you five ways to survive and thrive over the holiday break so that you can come out ready to face the coming year. Tip one, combine gift buying and networking. Now, I realise I might be a bit late with this tip since you may already have got all your gift shopping done, but it's something that you can use for birthdays or other celebrations too. Whenever you're planning to give a book as a gift, and frankly, what else would you want to give someone? Please make sure you buy it from your local indie bookstore, even if it costs you a couple of extra dollars. And don't just order it from their website either, because this is your chance to not only buy some books, but also to do a great bit of networking as well. Go to your local indie bookstore and ask for advice from the booksellers. These people hand sell books every single day. They know what they're talking about, and they'll be able to recommend books to you that are not just, or not yet, the standard bestsellers list fare. And it's a great way of starting up a conversation. Or, just while you're there, strike up a conversation with any of the staff. I know they'll be happy to talk books with you, particularly as you're handing over your credit card. And why not ask to talk to the specialist in the genre that you write in, so you can introduce yourself in person? especially if you have a book coming out. You must let them know about that too. 
Now, obviously, bookstores are frantically busy at this time of year, so don't overstay your welcome. But introducing yourself briefly now will make sure any future emails or phone calls you make are not cold calling because you'll be able to say quite honestly, I don't know if you remember me, but we had a chat back in December. Doesn't that sound like a whole lot easier than emailing or calling a person you've never met? But do remember what Kathy Burner said from Blue Willow Books a couple of weeks ago, in that by all means say hello, but don't expect them to have time to have a long conversation with you because these people are so busy. Tip two, make your gift wish list count. Again, I might be a bit late for this gift giving season, but remember this for next year or for birthdays or anniversaries too. I mean, do you really need any more perfume or jewellery or toiletries or socks or, well, anything like that? Do you really need another stuffed rabbit holding up a big love heart? Yes, this ploy works for Valentine's Day gifts too. No, you don't. Be honest with yourself and with your closest gift givers. What you do need and what you want are gifts that will help you with your writing or with the promotion of your writing. So why not draw up and share a wish list that includes very specific items like, say, writing craft books or a writing magazine subscription? Or what about getting a good microphone, a ring light or a tripod to hold your phone for when you're making your latest author Instagram reels or your book talk post? Or ask for someone to cover the cost of the annual membership dues for an author organisation like SCBWI or a weekend writing retreat in the mountains, or at the beach, or price of a course, like my book launch briefing, or my podcast prep and practice course. Or even a block of coaching sessions would be an amazing present, so that you can get professional feedback and support on your work in progress, or a final copy editing before you send it out for submission. Wouldn't any one of these be better than yet another pair of oven gloves, or golf balls, or socks. Tip three, let your visitors earn their keep. If you're trying to juggle your writing, along with children and all the holiday organisations, then you suddenly have to add hordes of family and friends coming in to stay for several days too. You might well think that the path of least resistance is to give up all hope of, of ever doing any writing. However, if you're clever and assertive, remember assertive, not manipulative or demanding, you could open up at least a couple of hours every day for writing by asking for help. That's a concept most authors, women particularly, myself included, struggle with. So you need to let me give you permission right here and now to do it. Ask for help. Why not suggest a movie outing? But instead of sitting with the group in the theatre, take your laptop and sit out in the bar area or a nearby coffee shop and do some writing while your kids are happily chaperoned by your elderly aunt and a big tub of popcorn. Or delegate breakfast responsibilities for all through the holidays to your partner or visiting family members so that you can sneak out to get in on an early writing shift at your local Starbucks or Panera Bread or wherever or even just lock the door of your office. And this would work for bedtime routines as well, and for the washing up. Ask other people to help you 
so that you can do your writing. Tip four, build up your story collection. As I've said on several previous episodes, the best way to sell your story is to tell a story about it. At your book launch event or in a media interview or on social media, a great way to get people interested in reading your book is to tell them the story of how you wrote it, where you got the idea, who was the inspiration for the main character. And one question that often gets asked by an audience is, when did you start writing? Or did you write as a child? Now, perhaps you might think you already have an answer to those. But what if there's an even better answer just waiting for you to discover it? So over a big family dinner, try asking your family what they most remember about you as a young reader or writer. I'd lay money that your parents, siblings, grandparents, or even old family friends will have very strong memories to share with you about you as a child reading at all hours or hiding away with a notebook to write stories. It might be something that you had simply forgotten, or even you were too young to remember. You know, think about that time you wrote your first short story on the bedroom wall next to your crib with an illicit marker during nap time. And then once dinner is over, and while everyone else is doing the dishes and tidying up, you go write down all these memories that they shared with you so that you can revisit them later and polish them into a story that you can use when an audience member or an interviewer asks you, so when did you start writing? And finally, tip five, give yourself a break. Sometimes the best way to serve your writing over a holiday period is to not write. Sometimes things are just too busy, there's too much stuff to be done, cooking, eating, entertaining, and too many visitors coming and going. So if you're in that place over these holidays, then give yourself permission to leave your notebook or your laptop closed for a few days so that you can concentrate on your family and your friends with no distractions. And it's entirely possible that when you go back to your manuscript or plot outline or whatever you were working on, you'll be able to read it with fresh eyes and see much more clearly what needs to be changed, added or deleted to make your story even better. So go on, give yourself a break by putting your writing to one side and enjoying the holidays. But please still make sure you're asking for help from family and visitors with all that washing up. So those are my top five tips for the holiday. Those are my top five tips for the holidays. Let me know if you agree with me or if you have any more good suggestions to add to my list. Thank you again for listening to this and to all the other episodes of Authors and Audiences. And I'm going to listen to my own advice and give myself a break next week. So we'll have no new episodes then. But I will be back on January 4th and we'll be all ready to start setting goals for 2023. And in the meantime, Enjoy your holidays, whether you're writing or not.